Blog Talk Radio. Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense. Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Xavier Pastor of New Wine Ministries, great to be with you today, wherever you're listening from around the world. I want to welcome you to our platform. At this time, we're broadcasting on OmegaRadio.org, Lord willing, BlogTalkRadio.com, where you can call in and make a comment or ask a question or uh, share something that the Holy Spirit has put into your heart. That number is always available to you, 818-369-0326. We're also broadcasting on YouTube, and on Facebook. I like what Rick Wiles did with TrueNews.com. They created their own platform so that they would not be dismissed from either Facebook, YouTube, or the other platforms where they have been taken away from. And uh, again, I'm going to ask our listeners to pray for uh, Rick Wiles and True News, and Doc Burkhart has fallen ill recently, and there's a lot of little illnesses going around, and so we're going to get back into Psalm 91 before we start our broadcast today. I have my brother Don all the way from Indiana is going to be calling in today, talking about why they're trying to kill us, and it certainly does appear that way, but I've got news from the Spirit of the Lord that I'm going to be sharing on this broadcast today. And we're going to see God turn some things around here for the elect's sake. And I pray to God that you're one of those great elect believers in the name of Jesus Christ. Yesterday, it it appears to me that um, there were a couple of people that heard my heart cry for support in this ministry. And I, you know, we do that every once in a while when things are just kind of at a very low ebb. And we found ourselves in the last four months being in that position. But I want to thank both Evelyn and Charlotte, Evelyn and Charlotte, 
gave some donations yesterday, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, and that will make a, a real impact on what we need to do in paying our bills. Thank you, and God bless you. And for the rest of you who would like to find a way, my, my friend Kent actually called me yesterday, uh, somebody that's been listening to us on radio for years, and he said, I want to I give more to your ministry, and I wanted to say thank you to Kent and praying for his family. We've got a lot of prayers, saints, a lot of praying to do, and we're going to do a little praying over these airwaves today. So let's get ready for that. And then on today's broadcast as well, if we have time, I need to go back into the study of the rapture. Yesterday, Patricia and I were preparing. Uh, we had some company coming over. And so we were preparing uh, a meal. And while we were preparing, we put on TBN, the, you know, just have some, some Christian you know, input into our home. And Dr. Jeremiah, somebody we know personally, Patricia knows personally from San Diego when we lived there, Dr. Jeremiah was in front of thousands of people in Alabama, and he was ready to talk to them about the next great event that is to take place in the world in which we live, which he called the rapture. And so again, after all these years, 39 years of reading my Bible, I've never been able to find a pre-tribulational rapture, and Dr. Jeremiah was going to put his input in. So we turned it on, we listened to it, and again, uh, we just did not see the evidence. And I want to go through it because I thought, if I'm interested, after all these years hearing what people have to say about the rapture, the pre-tribulational rapture, well, I wonder how many of the people in our audience don't mind going through it again. But what we like to do is we don't just say things that fit into our paradigm or a structure of passages that build a point. We like to take the counsel of God's word. We like to read what the Bible actually says and then let people make their own judgment. And so Hopefully today we'll have opportunity to get into that again. But uh, again, Evelyn and Charlotte, thank you for your kind giving. May the Lord bless you. May he multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. May he open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you cannot contain. Thank you for sharing into this ministry. We appreciate it deeply. And for those of you that are continuing or desiring to uh, sow into this ministry, we found yesterday a number of ways you could do that on PayPal. You could do that with our church app. You could do that on one of our websites at omegaradio.org or nwmglobal.org. So thank you very much. Now, what I would like to do before we get going into the broadcast is I want to pray for you. I want to pray for people that are feeling sick. I told you over a year ago, we, we said that the coronavirus debacle uh, was one of the first that they would scare everybody into wearing masks, social distancing, and now the vaccines. But then later on, to the resistors, the people that didn't do that, they would release something very real into the atmosphere. You could go back about a year and you could hear us talking about that. And I believe that is what's happening right now. I believe there's another release coming, but there are biblical answers that you and I are going to have to come to grips with. And we're going to have to find our way into the spiritual reality of divine scripture, stay away from people that don't believe God's word has enough power to protect you from these plagues, because quite frankly, he does. And what I'm about to read to you one more time after we pray for the sick is Psalm 91, which is an Old Testament 
Scripture. It's a promise of the Old Testament. In the New Testament, we're told that we have a better covenant with better promises. And so whatever this Psalm 91 promise is, in Jesus Christ, we have even a greater covenant. And we're going to have to accept the spiritual DNA and the spiritual power. So if you are sick today, if you're not feeling well, if you're being feeling afflicted, there's toxins or something going on in your body, you're not feeling well, chills, fever, uh, headaches, dizziness, whatever it is, I want to pray for you right now, okay? So let's pray in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we ask you by the powerful name of your Son, Jesus Christ, to reach to these airways. Lord, I'm asking you, Father God, we speak, and we know it's your breath, it's your spirit, it's your wind, Lord God, that created man in the first place. And it's your word that will not return empty or void, that it will accomplish what you set it forth to do. And Father, we speak your word right now into every life of every individual that is listening and hearing this broadcast right now. Lord, whether it is for themselves or whether it is for their family or their loved ones, we speak divine healing. We bind and rebuke right now in the name of Jesus all sickness and disease that is afflicting the body of Christ. Lord Jesus, your body is not sick. Your body is healthy and whole and healed and flourishing on the vine, the branches of every life flourishing. And we speak that by the living waters that are flowing at the root of every life, for we are rooted and grounded in the love of God. And that water system that is giving life to our root system is producing good fruit, and we thank you for it. Now, Lord, the physical bodies of your people that get afflicted, the sickness, the disease that comes upon physical bodies, we plead the blood of Jesus Christ over our bodies right now. We plead the blood of Jesus. And Father, we pray that you would be glorified in the testimony of our being healed and preserved according to your word. So be healed in the name of Jesus, wherever you are, whatever's in your body. Remember, healing is the children's bread. And by his stripes, you are healed. Regardless of what it is, whatever name it is, he has a name that is above every name. We have been immersed in these things many years ago. We believe in healing. We believe in signs and wonders and miracles. We believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the power of the kingdom of God. We have been shifting into end-time prophecy, Bible, last-day Bible prophecy, and we've been talking about that, but we do not want to neglect our covenant rights. The entire New Testament is your covenant contract, and the testator has died, so the contract is in full operation. In other words, every promise of God in the new covenant has been fully released into your life, and so you have a right to legally take hold of the promises of God and take them and receive them as your own as an heir of salvation. We're not making that up. That's what the Bible actually teaches in the book of Hebrews, in the book of Galatians. We are the heirs. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We are heirs of God. So as an heir, we say, well, we have an inheritance, okay, and that inheritance one day will come. No. 
in Hebrews it says that the testator has already died, which means that the will that was what was written in the contract has been released. And so you, by faith, go forward, read the covenant contract, receive the promises of God, and walk in them. You are the rightful heirs of the kingdom because of your relationship with Jesus Christ and your faith that you have in God. So don't just put everything off until tomorrow. We're not so much concerned about getting uh, houses, cars, money, riches. That is kind of a, a way down the line thing. Right now, the covenant promises are for an abundant life, a quality-filled life, a, a healed and whole life, a restored life, a reconciled life, a forgiven life, a grace-filled life, a holy, purified, preserved life. Okay, so we're talking about spiritual benefits in the first place. So don't, you know, just take you know, a covenant, right? I get a house, I get a car, I get a, you know, this, that, and the other thing. No, no, no. You, all that won't matter if you're dead or if you're sick, right? All that doesn't matter. So the first thing that you want in your life right now to step into is the promise of your healing. You are forgiven. You are healed. You are made whole, you know, and God just is saying to you, take hold of these promises. Where are they? Well, I'm going to read to you an Old Testament promise first, and I'm going to keep reading this as long as I can through the days we're living in. And remember, we have a better covenant with better promises, but look how good this promise is. As we said yesterday in Psalm 91, he that dwells in the secret place. We discovered yesterday that the secret place is Jesus Christ. Christ is the secret place. We found that in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and chapter 2, that the mystery, the secret, the hidden wisdom was Jesus Christ. So he is the secret. He is the mystery. He is the hidden wisdom of God. So he that dwells in Christ, just like John 15 says, you abide in me, my words abide in you. Okay? So he that dwells, he abides, he lives in Christ, in the secret place, Christ, of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And the shadow of the Almighty in the Old Testament is this God's here, and then there's a shadow, and we're under his shadow, and that's really cool. But in the, Old, in the New Testament, the types and shadows have been done away, and the substance has come. In other words, we're not under shadows and types anymore. We're in the real substance of things. So he that dwells in the secret place in Christ Jesus of the Most High shall abide under the Almighty himself, not just his shadow, okay? So remember that. You're abiding. You're living your life under God. God is in you. Christ is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. It's not about things outside of you. It's what is on the inside of you. This is very important to understand. The word of life is in you. Faith is in you. The fruit of the Spirit is in you. The joy of the Lord is in you. The grace of God is in you. Everything of God's spiritual invisible kingdom has been brought into you through the Holy Spirit. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of meat and drink, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit came into your life, he brought everything associated with the kingdom of heaven. Isn't that awesome? That means it's all on the inside of you. You're dwelling. God is dwelling in you. Christ dwells in our heart. How? By faith. 
So your faith being the most important thing at this time in the history of the world, that's what it says in 1 Peter chapter 1, that our faith being more, much more precious than gold, though it be tried in the fire, may be found unto praise, glory, and honor at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Your faith is so important right now to connect with the promises of God in the days that we're living in. And again, those who do dwell in Christ and abide under God and God in them will say of the Lord. So here's what we're going to say. We're going to say it right now. You say it with me out loud. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. Let's say it. God, you are my refuge and God, you are my fortress. You are my God. In him, in you, God, will I trust. I trust. You're, you're in me. I'm in you. I'm dwelling in you. You're dwelling in me. You're my fortress. You're my refuge. You're my God. And in you, I will trust. Verse 3. Surely, that means absolutely, verily, verily, beyond the shadow of a doubt, God shall deliver you, okay? God shall deliver me. Say it. God shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler. Now, the fowler that's out there right now is trying to put people in a snare with all this vaccination, sickness, disease, pestilence, plague. So, the word of God says that beyond the shadow of a doubt, God will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Okay, now we could go into the Hebrew and study all of these, but I, and we will before we get this week is over. We will go into the deep Hebrew, okay? But right now he says he's going to deliver you from the snare of the fowler, from the noisome pestilence. Okay, verse 4, say it with me. God shall cover me with his feathers. All right, so God has feathers, the angel's wings, the wings of an eagle. God's presence somehow, he's... It's a, it's, a, it's a comforting to be covered under the feathers of God, the protective hedge of God. All right, so God shall cover me with his feathers under his wings. Ooh, God has wings. Hallelujah. Shall thou trust? All right, so we trust. Say it. I trust because I dwell under the wings of God. Whatever those wings represent, there's healing in his wings. All right, whatever that is, the feathers, the wings, whatever it is, I don't believe God is an angel. I truly don't. But I know here, perhaps metaphorically, this is a very comforting reality. So where are we going to dwell? Under his wings you shall trust, and his truth, say it right now, God, your truth shall be my shield and buckler. Your truth is my shield. Your truth is my buckler. It's what fastens me down. It's what holds me together is your truth. And who is the truth? Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life. So God's truth, Jesus, is our shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid for the terror by night. Listen, the terror by night is coming. The terror by night is here. The terror by night is moving all over the world. But listen, you shall not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow that flies by day. And the arrows of the enemy are all over the world. They are flaming darts with poisonous tips, and they are intended to take people down and out. That's why we're sure 
that we are going to see people dying everywhere, all around. It's biblical. It's not our desire. It's not our will. It is biblical. It is written. It's going to happen. And we are going to remain preserved in Christ Jesus. Okay, but we're not going to be afraid for the terror by night, the arrow that flies by day, nor will we be afraid, verse 6, nor for the pestilence. We're not going to be afraid of the pestilence. When they start telling us, man, you could go to the concert if you have a vaccination. Uh, You can get on the plane if you have a vaccination. And when we begin to see the signs of the times, we're not going to be afraid of that. We're not going to be afraid of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. You see, he doesn't say these things won't be. He says, we won't be afraid. I want to thank my sister Lydia right now. Lydia, if you're listening, thank you for the throat coat tea. Mmm, nice hot tea. Ah, it tastes so good. Called throat coat. I like it. Okay, so we're not going to be afraid of any of these things. Verse 7 A thousand shall fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Now, we're, we're experiencing, a lot of Christians do, getting sick and having to deal with issues. But here's the, here's the reality. We're going to get to a place where our immune system is going to be so divinely set by God. And because we're honoring our temple, we're not just destroying our temple. We're not desecrating our temple, you know, by drinking tons of Coca-Cola, pops, sodas, cupcakes, ding-dongs, Twinkies, pork, bacon, you know, and I'm not a legalist when it comes to those things, but man, you do have to keep your body in better shape. You do have to walk a little bit. You need to do a little bit of something every single day. You need to, you need to stay healthy. You need to have good sleep. You need to rest. You know, there's, there's a time, and I believe God's going to bring a discipline to the church to get us a little bit more healthy than what we've been. Okay. So a thousand at the side, 10,000 at your right hand, it shall not come nigh thee. And if you get afflicted at this moment, remember there's a, there's a grace on the inside of you. There's a healing ointment. There's an unction on the inside of you to break the yoke of sickness and disease by his stripes. You are healed. Verse eight, only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Hmm. All right. Because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge, the most high, your habitation. God, say it right now. God is my habitation. God is my habitation. Jesus Christ is my habitation. I am the habitation of God. God inhabits me and God is my habitation. And because we have made the Lord our refuge, our habitation, There shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Now, that's not to say that there aren't martyrs within the church. There are martyrs. And when people are martyred and they lay their lives down for the cause of Christ, that's a really powerful thing. The the martyr's reward is going to be amazing. There is persecution. There are people in the Bible that did get sick because they labored and poured out their life for the advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul wrote and said, my friend was sick unto death, but God had mercy on him and me, lest I'd have been overburdened with sorrow. So 
Don't get bummed out or weirded out if you get sick, if you labor in the kingdom of God. Don't get all weirded out and condemned and ashamed and guilty or let reproach come on you because your body is not feeling well. Just do something about it. Step aside, get some rest, get good fluid, stay hydrated, especially in the summer season that we're in right now. And just you know, let the Holy Spirit lead you in what you do to getting recovery and take your good, you know, vitamin D3 and, you know, all the stuff they tell you, vitamin C and all the good things. You should take care of your body. If you need uh, supplements, you take them. Now, for he shall, no, no evil shall befall you, neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you. And listen, we don't get into angelic teaching too much because we were told not to by the Apostle Paul, not to intrude into those things. But here's what I do know, and I don't think about it a lot. I'll be honest with you, but I know it's true. We have angels all around us to minister to the heirs of salvation. Now, I want you to think of something. When Jesus had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, what happened at the end of the fast? The angels came and ministered to him. They took care of him, however weak his body was, whatever the issue was in his body. He had poured himself out in a 40-day fast, right? And so then the angels came, and the angels ministered to him. And then he came out of the wilderness in the power of the Holy Spirit and began a three-and-a-half-year revolution in the world in which you and I live. My God, that's powerful. So the angels of God are available to you to minister to you. I know that we have doctors, and I know that we have prayer warriors and intercessors, but I don't want you to forget that there are ministering angels that God has literally commissioned to the life of a believer, the heirs of salvation, Hebrews chapter 1, to receive ministry from the angels of God. One slight brush upon the wing of an angel could bring total restoration and healing to your body. I am telling you that it is time for the church to shift into the supernatural covenant into the supernatural spiritual kingdom covenant of God Almighty. We should be operating it all along, but we have tendencies to get natural and to get worldly in our, in our physical world. I'm not saying becoming worldly in our attitudes, but physically, you know, everything is kind of linear. But God is saying access, access the grace, access the kingdom, access the spirit. The door is wide open for the believer. All right, so live in that realm. So he's given his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They will bear you up in their hands lest you dash your foot against the stone. In other words, they're going to protect you. Now, the devil tried to use this on Jesus to get him to jump off the pinnacle of the temple. And he just said, get out of here. You know, you're, I, I don't put my God to a test. But where you do go, angels are watching you. You don't know how many times you've been spared by an angel and didn't even know it, right? We don't even know when we meet strangers if they're angels or not. So that's why it's beware of strangers and be good to them. You never know. Hebrews 13. All right, verse 13, thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. You're going to tread, say it, I tread upon the powers of darkness, upon all the work of the enemy, Luke chapter 10. The young lion and the dragon, you shall trample under feet, Malachi chapter 4, you shall tread them down in the mire of the streets. Amen. Because you have set your love upon Jesus and Father God, therefore God will deliver you. He's going to deliver you. Listen to this. I will set him on high because he has known my name. What's his name? Yahshua, Jesus. You know his name? You're intimate with him? His character, a name means character. You know him, that's intimate with his character, become one with him. 
He's going to set you on high. Every believer has a high place. And he will call upon me and I will answer him. Thank you, Lord. I will be with him in trouble. Hallelujah. How much trouble do we get into? I will deliver him and honor him. Hallelujah. That's for you. Listen, this is for you. With long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? And he has showed us his salvation. All right. So I wanted to get that out there. Amen. And as I said, in a little bit, we're going to get into another teaching, but we have some important things to talk about right now. And Psalm 91 is so important for the moment we're living in. I mean, we could concentrate on it for the rest of our lives. But my brother, who is a security guard, who has been a Vietnam veteran, was in battle. Uh, He was with uh, different agencies as a police officer. Um, He has been very much involved in military tactics. He is also a security guard at a hospital, and he has firsthand information and insight to what's going on with these vaccinations and all this diabolical stuff that's going on in the atmosphere right now, which the Bible has predicted perfectly. And so without further ado, I want to bring my brother Don into the broadcast. Let me get this little guy worked out here. And uh, I think I just moved my camera, Don. Okay, so let's do it. Brother Don, good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You are on the air, sir. How are you? Good. Uh, I tell you what, that preaching you just did. Yes, sir. Um, uh, <laughs> that was uh, that was really something. We were having that same discussion this morning in the security office. And I'll tell you what happened uh, real quick. Uh, one of our guys, uh, he's a Lake Station police officer, and uh, he's working security at the hospital at the same time. And uh, he was supposed to uh, work at a bank last week, and he switched with the guy and uh, didn't work. And the other guy worked, and two bank robbers walked in and uh, shot the officer right in the head and killed him. Jeez. He didn't even have a chance. Uh, and uh, I guess uh, the uh, officer that we're working with, his name is Ramel, he uh, he freaked out. And he says, uh, I can't believe it. It should have been me. And uh, he actually resigned, and he's going to Texas to be a nurse. <laughs> but we were having this uh, discussion this morning, exactly what you were talking about how uh, angels protect us and angels all around. He shouldn't look at it like that. It wasn't his time to go protecting him. Uh, but Ronald's not a Christian, see. And the other guys were having these discussions. Ah, that's exactly what you were talking about. How timely Amen. is that? Amen. Amen. It's beautiful. And, and Don, we need those covenant promises, aren't we? Because the diabolical reality of what's going on in the world right now I mean, just a little perception behind the scenes, and we realize that they are trying to kill people off right now. Do you agree with that? Yeah, Uh, 100%. I mean, as a policeman, I weigh evidence. I've always weighed evidence. I was a policeman for 23 years, and I retired as a police lieutenant, and I was on a lot of uh, different federal task forces, and uh, I, I know how to how to weigh evidence. I know how I was even taught how to do that. And uh, the evidence is in. 
as far as the federal government, our government, our communist-led uh, coup government that just took power in Washington by all by all appearance, uh, they're trying to kill us. They've uh, instituted the New World Order, and the New World Order is all about depopulation, getting rid of the American, terminating them for the people that want to come in and take ownership over the United States, which are the communist red Chinese who have bought this country and uh, have been promised it by people that that they, they uh, that took money uh, in order to deliver us to them. And that would be the Bushes, be the Clintons, and uh, of course Obama. Uh, Obama's never left Washington. That's very interesting. He's been there the whole time, behind the scenes. <clears throat> so because of that, uh, the COVID shot, all of this. All you have to do is do some research and gather your evidence. And the mainline media is not going to tell you the truth because they're owned by these traders. Owned, they're owned by these billionaire traders, and they have to report to you exactly what they're told to report to you or not to report to you. But the truth is out there. All you have to do is investigate. The evidence has been gathered. It's indisputable, you know, but the only thing is you're not hearing it because they won't let you hear that. So they're gonna. The whole objective of this COVID-19 thing is to get you to this. I call it the death, murder, kill shot. The spike protein that's gonna completely disassemble your system. And no telling what else. I mean, they're putting uh, magnetic uh, properties into you in order to accomplish what? Now, some people say it's to bind the spike protein to all your cells. I don't know. Some people say that, well, the properties they're putting in you is going to be able to transmit or receive, and actually uh, they're going to turn on to uh, tune in some type of transmitter. I don't know, but I do know one thing, that they have this COVID-19 shot is a murder shot, kill you for the new world order. They don't want Americans. They don't want population. They want to depopulate the United States by two-thirds at least. So naturally they're not telling you all this. You're like sheep being led to a slaughter. And the sheep don't know where they're going. They're all, you know, herded up. You know, you always hear that herd mentality. Well, unfortunately I think at least half the American people have now become a herd. And they're being led straight into the slaughterhouse. And I don't know. I, maybe because they're in a herd, they feel safe. But that's not the way it's supposed to be. No, Don, so let me just what, interject. Let me just interject a thought here, okay? Because I want to get into this. Because people that are listening right now, I believe they need to understand that what, we're, what I'm about to ask you is you, you two days ago. Let me just put it this way. Two days ago, you sent me a five-minute clip of a video of a program called Utopia. Now, that was two days ago. And yesterday, because the lines went down, I didn't talk about it. But you sent me a clip. And last night, 
on Rick Wiles' True News, they played that same exact clip. And I thought, I bet you Don sent that to uh, True News as well. And what they found out, because of, you did send it, didn't you? Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, you did no. not send it. Okay. So somebody got that same clip to uh, True, uh, True News, and they played it. And what they did, through, because of their investigative reporting, uh, they found that that was actually made in 20, I think it was 2013, when they had the old version of Utopia, same narrative, same discussion, different actors. Uh, John Cusack is in the 2021. But what was interesting, like uh, Hal Turner actually gave this out, is that they completed Utopia and the video clip that you uh, shared, which we'll talk about what the narrative was in just a moment. They completed that on October 17, 2019. And then on October 18, 2019, they had the event 201, the Rockefeller Foundation and the globalist community. They simulated a pandemic, a coronavirus that hit the whole world. They simulated that in event 201 on October 18, 2019. And then we know coronavirus did come. Now, in Utopia, Don, what you sent to me, they are talking about the depopulation and the vaccination. Go ahead and speak about it. I'm going to see if I could get the video up here in just a moment from YouTube. Uh, what was going on with that video? Kind of get into the narration of that. Well, they had an individual that uh, I don't know if they captured him, uh, but he was being interrogated uh, about the New World Order plan to depopulate the uh, the United States at least, I think it was the world in this case, with a uh, a virus. And uh, I like calling this thing, uh, I used to call it the scamdemic, now I call it the plandemic. They have planned this for a number of years. And I do believe that, uh, I can't remember what it was, but something was completed in 2013. That's about the time that uh, I think this uh, video was made. Uh, and see, that's what's interesting about the New World Order. I used to laugh. I used to watch Clinton do this all the time. He would tell you what he was going to do before he did it. And he would, laugh, he would joke about it. But you had to listen careful because he was trying to tell you. I think these guys like to laugh at you. And I think they really enjoy doing you right in your face. I think it might even be a code that they have to warn you, they have to tell you what they're doing. I'm not sure. But they tell you all the time you're just not listening. And then they have the media that is constantly, you have to be careful with that. You have to be careful. I don't even watch media. I watch very little television now. If I do, it's for information. Because they're constantly trying to brainwash you and get you to think a certain way. And there's a reason for that. It's age-old. Uh, actually, I'd say the truth, the, uh, the uh, Nazis used to do that same thing with their people. Uh, they were pretty insidious about it. They would, uh, they would tell you what they were going to do, but they would trap you. Uh, for instance, uh, they gave the German people radios. The German people were so ecstatic over the fact they got radios from the German government. And they would tell people 
Now, you can listen to anything you want that we tell you, that we transmit, but you can't listen to Radio Free Europe. Now, if we catch you, we're going to kill you. We're going to incarcerate you, and we're going to execute you. But otherwise, the radio is free. And probably, I don't know, but probably half the American people, the uh, German people, or maybe even more, they obeyed that. But there was an underground movement that knew Nazism was wrong and didn't like what was going on, didn't like what happened in our country. So what would they do? In order to get truthful information, they would listen to Radio Free Europe on the low to where they wouldn't be discovered. And that's why you see in these old World War II movies with these trucks driving around with these big antennas on the top, these circular antennas. What are they doing? They're looking for people that are listening to Radio Free Europe. And as soon as they find out that transmission where it's being received on the radios that was given to them, they would bust in, grab them up, you'd never see them again. That's how the Nazis did away with their resistance. It's very insidious. But the same thing's going on now. They're watching the Internet. They're watching, listening to phone calls, recording information. Computers are listening. There's no, there's no, no one actually listening, uh, but computers are listening. They're waiting for certain catchwords. And as soon as they hear a certain word, like it could be presidential, could be Republican, could be New World Order. I'm sure they're listening to us right now, which is fine. <laughs> but yeah. what they do is they buy, they document you then, and now they got a target. Now they target you. And I know for a fact by working in federal law enforcement that federal law enforcement has been targeting, targeting citizens or and or patriots, especially patriotic citizens or militias for many years. Uh, I know that's true. I've talked to the people that have done it. Uh, I, I remember one time I, I was having a conversation with uh, ATF SWAT team. I never worked for ATF, but I worked with them on a federal task force. And they would send these guys out uh, on these little trips. You put, they'd drive their whole cars right on their airplanes, and they would send these SWAT teams out to spy on people. So I remember one time I was asking them to come back from the trip. I said, where are you guys going? They said, we went up to Michigan. I said, well, what's going on up there? He said, nothing. I said, well, what are you doing? He said, well, we were ranging around on this property, and we were documenting things around the property, like buildings, outbuildings, things like that. I said, you did that like, like a covert operation? They go, yeah. I said, well, why were you doing that? He says, well... We heard that that this guy was uh, a militia guy, this and that. I said, well, what are you doing with the information? They said, nothing. We're just sticking it in the computers. And I went, okay. And I asked him, I said, why are you doing that? He says, for the day that we have to come to get them. I said, and then I realized that they've been compiling information on people that are not loyal to them which is this communist New World Order coup for many years. And they're getting ready to pull the trigger, I think. And they're still mm-hmm. doing it with Facebook and everything else. And now you see Biden and all these communists, uh, these illegitimate people that took control of our government, 
what they're talking about. Uh, the, the big the big problem in the United States is domestic terrorism, i.e., uh, male whites or uh, individuals that believe in patriotism. I remember Clinton, uh, Janet Reno, his uh, uh, defense minister, she said that the main enemy of the United States is Bible-believing Christians. And she got jumped about that, and she refused to acknowledge the fact that what she said was not true. She refused to retract her statement. Remember that? I do. And, uh, and she's also the one that ordered the death of uh, all those uh, people at Waco. The extermination right. of men, women, and children. Uh, it's my understanding at the behest of uh, Hillary Clinton, which is no surprise. You know, we came, we saw, we killed. Right? Yeah. That was her model. So go ahead. I think I'm talking. No, that's okay. That's okay. You're you're tracking well. I have the little five minute clip, and I'm not able to censor it, so I want to be very careful. I don't want to play to the very end. But Don, I'm going to play the clip you sent to me two days ago that now Rick Wiles he put out, and that this thing is going viral. And this was completed. This was Utopia 2020. It was completed October 17, 2019, before the, uh, this whole coronavirus thing happened. And then it was originally done in, Brit- in Britain uh, in 2013. But listen to the dialogue. Here it goes. Listen carefully, folks. This was days before coronavirus and this thing that we're in right now of vaccinations took place. Here it is. Playing past defense. All right, so I'm going to leave it there just for a, just for a moment. Don, let me bring you back on. I'm not sure if it was broadcasting on Blog Talk or not, um, but that's no. the video. Okay, sorry about that. I don't know what the connection is there. I, I've got to find that out. Um, nonetheless, that went through, and it's talking about a created virus 
and then to the people would literally be begging and demanding uh, to get a vaccination, which they had put something in the vaccination that would bring depopulation. Basically, they were going on to say three generations of sterilization so that the global uh, factory of human babies being born will cease. And it was all there. It was all there, Don, in 2013, then released again in 20. Uh, 19, uh, 2020, and it was completed its filming um, on October 17th, the next day, 201 event. How do you dismiss that in a, in a very real way? How does anybody dismiss, and we've seen this before, where Hollywood seems to put out prophetically, as a friend of mine once said, that Hollywood is the prophet to the unbelieving world to tell them what's coming. Your thoughts? Well, you can't dismiss it. Um... You know, I got to tell you, the, the, I really admire the people that are trying to get this out because uh, they're risking their lives by doing it. Rick Wiles, all these, all these uh, you even. I mean, you're being watched, you're being recorded, and I have to admire uh, the alternative media because they're trying to get the truth out to American people. These are the real lovers of America, the real constitutionists, the people that really care about America. They're putting it all on the line. They're risking their lives, their fortunes, everything against this evil, insidious government that's taking control in the United States. And I want to say this one thing. To the federal agents that are listening to this program right now, you know you're going to have to make a choice. You're going to have to choose the American people, the Constitution, and the good and the right over what you know is going on in Washington, D.C. right now. And I know you know because you guys are very intelligent. But that's not enough. You're going to have to choose the American constitutional love God way of life or you're going to choose evil. You're going to choose what your masters have chosen you. The fact that you make a hundred grand a year or 130, whatever, and you got kids in school and you got houses and payments to make, that's not enough. You have to make a choice. And the thing is, you live in the community. You live with us. You're from the people. Same thing with the military. You're from the people. And at the end of the day, you're going to go down too. They will take you out because you assisted what's going on in Washington, D.C. You assisted our enemy. And because of that, they're going to get rid of you because that's what they always do. They only want their people. Now, you guys know that. If you don't know that, then you better wake up. I want to be able to say that. Now, I'm 70 years old. I got nothing to lose. And I'm not going with anybody I don't want to go with. But you guys are all young. You have your futures. You have everything at stake. So you remember that. You remember what I just said. I just want to say that, Pastor. Yeah. Well, that's good. And, you know, that, that reminds me, that conversation brings me back to January 6, 2021. And... Uh, you know, there's, there's no secret that I was actually in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021, around at least a million people. I mean, I've got uh, I took video from a tree. I so, showed it. I was on the street with a microphone preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
uh, calling for a moral and righteous revolution in our land to turn away from the immorality. I was there for all of that. And it was the greatest, one of the great days of my life because I saw the reality. I saw the truth. I, what Nancy and Chuck and Jerry and all those people uh, in Congress and Senate were talking about, uh, they have lied thoroughly to the American people. And I've, I've expressed this time and again. That nine months of burning, looting, killing, rioting, burning cities, defecating cities, uh, and they call January 6th the worst day. So my thought to all of that uh, hypocrisy, and it is, it's, it's guttural hypocrisy, and what they, my concern is that this new administration is wanting to go after, you know, one, they just pluck you off one at a time. It's just like going door to door, one at a time. And what I really believe probably needs to happen in the United States of America is those people that were there on January 6th need to return to Washington, D.C., and a few million others, and they need to take that city away from the people that are killing. I mean, how do you get to a point when your government is setting people up for death, and if you are the last bastion of freedom and liberty, and there's a little bit of light left where people are... Uh, realizing there's exposure, then the only right thing to do is to take the city. And what should happen in the United States of America, this nation that grew out of a revolution in 1776, is that the people of the United States, who they accuse of being the problem, um, they do need to go from city to city and take the cities back. And yet how to do that in an accelerated way is going to take some very masterful leadership. But it is the right thing to do because the administration that's in power right now is basically just putting people in fear. They're, they're, they're uh, arresting people, four over here, ten over there. They're putting them away. They're calling them the problem. Um, you know, this, this, is a, this is a real mess. And my fear, my godly fear and concern is that if people don't do anything in response to what's happening, it's like you said earlier, the, the sheep are being led to the slaughter. The people are just capitulating, yielding. They're following the line, the, the wide road that leads to destruction. And they, they've got – something's got to change. Your thoughts? Well, first thing, American people have to stop listening to these enemy transmissions. Stop listening to what they're saying. They're lying to you about everything. It's all to manipulate you. They hate you. They want to kill you. And they have just murdered half the American people with their uh, COVID-19 uh, witches brew. Those people are going to die. That spike protein is going to take apart their immune system. They've already done autopsies, and the, that spike protein has taken over their entire cell system. So they lied. They said that that spike protein was going to stay in the shoulder. It was going to migrate down to your armpits and fight the virus from there. They lied. It immediately it went and took over the entire body. It's going to kill you. And that was the intention all along. You have to stop listening to what they say. They are your enemy. They want to destroy you. And they have to destroy most American people before they come in and take ownership. And what's interesting is they're going to kill the people that helped them too. <clears throat> now, in Baghdad, when we went in there, we tried to take over that city. We never could because the people revolted. 
Uh, they got up on the top of the roofs and they shot down the entire Cobra helicopter uh, squadron. After they did that, and they did it with small arms. After they did that, the American government realized, well, we're not going to be able to subdue Baghdad. We're going to build a green zone in the inside of the city. We're going to protect that. That's exactly what they did in Washington. They built a green zone around it to protect their communist coup, their illegitimate government. They built a green zone. They used our troops to go in there, and they couldn't even trust them because they weren't loyal. And look at the respect they had them sleeping in the, on the cement floors and garages. That's what they really think. But see, that's over now. They can't trust the military. They can't trust the police. They can't. I don't believe. I don't believe, from my experience, they can't trust at least half of their federal agents. They can't trust them not to betray them somewhere along the line. So what's going to happen is because all the law enforcement and all the military come from the people themselves and live with the people, they're going to have to eventually, after they get done softening us up, and that kill shot is the biggest thing they use so far. After that, they're going to have to bring in United Nations peacekeeping troops. Now, what's interesting, when Obama, just before he left office, he announced that he had asked Putin for 20,000 Russian combat troops in case of an event in the United States. Never heard no more about it other than the fact apparently Putin complied with it. Okay, those, there's your spearhead. There's your vanguard right there. There's your president. And once again, they like telling you what they're going to do before they do it. So that's the plan. You've got Chinese troops in, in Canada. Uh, Trudeau loves them to death, communists. Uh, and what's interesting, when they're done, they're going to cut his throat, too, and take over Canada. you got them in Mexico. They've been staged out there. you got them in the Grand Bahamas. you got over the biggest Chinese container port in the world is in the Grand Bahamas. 600 Costco ships in and out of there all the time. What do you think those things are loaded with? or can be loaded with. They could drive them right to, to the United States and, and uh, disembark thousands of troops at any time. Uh, you got a big container port in uh, Newport, Cal- uh, I think it's Newport, California, where the Chinese own it. Uh, land out west. Hillary Clinton gave them thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of land out west, promised it to them. I'm sure she got paid for it. Uh, They just discovered a Chinese general that's got, what, 200,000 acres or 200 square miles of land adjacent to Lackland Air Force Base in Texas right now. He built an airstrip in it. it. What do you think he's going to do with it? So we're being completely seized and surrounded by communist soldiers. They're going to bring them in here as soon as they get through softening us up because the biggest problem that they're worried about is the most heavily armed to being population in the world is the United States. And it's getting more and more people are buying rifles and guns. They're not doing it because they you know, love rifles and guns. They're afraid. And they know they're going to have to protect themselves instinctively because they're Americans. They know something's wrong. They know they've been sold out. And these people that come in here and do this, what, take, all, take the United States away from the American people so that they can feed their population, which is what China is all about. 
They call the United States the beautiful land. And they want it. And they've been trying to get it for many years. And they found the traders to, to buy it from. They found the people that are not loyal to the United States, never were. They approached them. They blackmailed them. Huge blackmail going on of our political uh, leaders. And now it's all in place, and now they're making their move. And the American people are going to have to get out of this trance, and they're going to have to realize they're going to have to fight for their country here. They're not going to fight in Vietnam. They're not going to fight in, in Korea. They're going to have to fight right here. We're going to have to take the same attitude that the uh, England took with Churchill during the Second World War. We're going to fight everywhere. We will never surrender. That's what the American people are going to have to do. And I'm talking about black, white. Man, you guys are brothers. You better put your arms around each other because you're going to need each other. No matter how old, no matter how young, you're going to have to fight for your country that you built the last couple hundred years together. Like I said, it doesn't matter what ship you come over here on. You're in the same boat now. And you're going to have to look at that and realize that and face reality. Because if you don't, you're not going to survive. The Christian church, you're going to have to wake up. You're going to have to get out of your trance, and you're going to have to go out there, and you're going to have to get with the people and show them the only chance they have, which is Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, and his blood sacrifice. It's going to be just like that. It's going to be survival. And you're going to have to depend on the Lord Jesus to help you to get through this and to help to lead you to victory. Otherwise, you're not going to make it. You're going to go the same course that every country has gone throughout history that involved themselves in the things that we have involved ourselves in. Homosexuality, the mass murder of our babies. I mean, 80 million people, 80 million souls, 80 million babies that were, had lives that were assigned to them with destinies by the Lord God Almighty. We've destroyed them as if God doesn't even exist, as if God's not even, that we're God. And that's actually what we did. We said we're God. We're going to do whatever we want to do. Well, the Lord God himself has sat and he's been very patient. And he's been very merciful. But once again, look at this historical record about how God responds. God will be God. And sometimes he's God just by allowing your enemies to overcome you. That's the phase we're in right now. God says, okay, you want to be, uh, you want to be autonomous? You, you want to be God? Okay. Go be God. You don't need me, right? Okay. And he's letting this happen. So we're going to have to get out of this trance that we're in, and we're going to have to start doing the right thing across the board. Otherwise, we're not going to make it. We're all in this together. It doesn't matter about your skin color. That doesn't matter one bit about what color your skin is. You know what? To tell you the truth, it doesn't even matter where you're at in society because America is still the best place in the world. That's why everybody's trying to come here. That's why they're swimming across the uh, river down down, down in uh, Mexico. Because they want to come here because it's a land of opportunity. 
The world is dying. We're the last bastion of hope for the world. If we go down, if we go down, it's going to be horrible for the entire world. So we're it, and we have to survive. But we're going to have to fight. There's no doubt about that. We're going to have to fight spiritually and physically. Otherwise, it's over. And I mean, it's over. Yeah, and Don, those are excellent comments. And I just want to, I want to make a few comments about what you just said. Very important. Um, biblically, the United States, because Bible prophecy does have to be fulfilled, there will be a one-world government. There will be no nation on earth that is going to resist for at least three and a half years, is what we understand in Revelation 13. This new world order, Antichrist, Great Tribulation, period. Uh, there will be no resistance to it at that point. So we do know the ultimate outcome of a nation that slaughters its innocent blood and does things that God calls evil. Um, a couple of things that you were, as you were talking, I was thinking about. Uh, number one, the, the Nazis that hated the Jewish people, they were basically desensitized from any emotional connection. Uh, we know that. I mean, they, they had such a brutal hatred for the Jews and that uh, one of those great movies, and I don't know why I can't think of it right now, uh, where the guy was trying to save as many Jews as possible, um, and, and and we had Schindler's a factory. List. What was it called? Schindler's List. Schindler's, Schindler's List. List, yeah. That's right. So Schindler's List. So the hatred that the Nazis had for the Jews is the same kind of hatred that the Chinese soldiers are going to have for Christians. They're being taught right now that when you go into the land and they bring their Christianity, you rage against that. That is the poison. That Christianity is the poison. Don't you become intoxicated by it. And so there's going to be that. And also what they're doing right now, as I understand it, when I look through the biblical lens, is that they are slowing down the mobility. Their, their plan is to slow down the mobility of the American population. In other words, restrictions on travel are going to become more intense, I believe, in the days ahead, because they don't want large groups of people traveling to particular areas where it, they could be taking back their cities. And so there's all kinds of laws that are coming, all kinds of tactics to slow down the mobility, separate, divide and conquer kind of strategy. And then they, what I believe about Joe Biden, when, he, when he's conscious, when Joe is conscious, um, that he's terrified. And I believe a lot of these people in leadership in America today, they are terrified because they know that the threat is that the people are coming for them. They know that's it. And they're doing everything in their power to resist that, to make that impossible so it can't happen. But intrinsically, inwardly, this is a terrified administration. Very soon, Joe Biden will die, whether he's conscious or not. They're going to take him out. Kamala will come to power. She will bring a new running mate. And they're going to fast forward their agenda. And it may work because of the biblical time that we are in for the collapse of the United States. Now, what the people will do, they have to do right now. They have to accelerate in understanding and finding leadership to stop what the plan is. And we're seeing on all these television programs, Event 201, and everything we know now, if we don't move now, if the people don't move now to stop this, well, I don't think they ever will. And that's um, a concern that I have. Your thoughts? 
The breakdown started at the pulpit, at the Christian pulpit. That's where it went wrong. You're going to have to go back to the pulpit. You're going to have to. You're going to have to have preachers that are willing to to uh, speak fire from that pulpit, Holy Ghost fire, and tell people the truth, and get them worked up from there. Get them to understand the truth. Uh, that'll break the conditioning. That's the only thing it will. Uh, American people are very strongly conditioned right now with propaganda, and I really, I'm starting to realize they can't even think on their own. Especially the old, the uh, younger population, it's like they're just so e- easily led. You know, there's no sense of rugged individualism like when we grew up. That was honored. Now it's like uh, we got to do what everyone else does. You got to permission. You know, and, yeah. And because of that, like I said, it has to go back to the pulpit. If the men of God would rise up. Surrender their lives, and it will take that to have to surrender their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ and say, I'm going to speak the truth no matter what. If I'm killed, I'm killed. If I'm jailed, I'm jailed. Whatever it takes. Now, they just saw what what the, this government did to their churches with this pandemic. It drove them right out of their churches. They couldn't even sit together. I remember at one point they were saying you couldn't, you can't sing when you're in church. You might That's have spread right. the disease. I mean, this has to stop, and it has to stop right now. If it doesn't, we're not going to make it. And like I said, it has to to start anew in the pulpit. Men of God speaking the truth, no matter what the cost, just as the original disciples did. If you're martyred. You're martyred. It's like a soldier going into war. You're a soldier of Jesus Christ. All right, you're going to end up on the front line. If you get killed or wounded, then you get killed or wounded because you're a soldier, and that's your duty. This is what, what, the, what the Christian church, that's, this is the position they have to take, and they have to take it right now. Uh, as far as the layman and the Christian church, most of the work is done through the layman. Get out there. Tell people about Jesus Christ. Get them saved. Give them an, give them an opportunity to hear the truth because they're not going to hear it in society. They're going to be banned from society. Amen. This is where it has to start. It has to start right there. Amen. You know, Don, as you're talking, what I'm hearing in my spirit is that this really is an Elijah moment in America. When Elijah went to the Jewish people, when he went to Israel, they were under the spell of Jezebel and Ahab. They were basically out of the game. They were sitting on the sidelines, observing, doing what they were told to do. And Jezebel and her 850 prophets, all the different prophets were there, you know, feeding the people, teaching them to commit adultery, fornication, sacrificing things to idols, et cetera, et cetera. Israel had lost its way. The people were... Uh, paralyzed. They were restricted. They had no motivation, no movement, no direction, nothing. And God sends Elijah to awaken them and say, listen, who is your God? Is it Baal or is it the Lord God? And through a demonstration and an act of Almighty God, Elijah was able to awaken the people to the reality of who the true God was. And then Elijah performs his uh, hacking to pieces, the false prophets of Jezebel's table and 
we know the story. And I really believe this is an Elijah moment because we're on a very small platform right now. You and I are on a very small platform. We have a few people that we have access to, to speak to, and wherever God wants to send the message to. But the mega platforms that are out there are teaching pre-tribulational rapture, once saved, always saved. Uh, They will not speak out the words that need to be spoken out. And maybe I think in my heart, maybe they're just waiting for a more opportune moment. Um, You know, and you question, why aren't you seeing what is happening in this country right now? And so the major platform, so it has to be a small underground movement. And that's where this administration is going after. They want to stop anything from reaching into the mainstream media. Now, thank God for guys like Tucker Carlson and a few other people that are speaking the truth of the violence that is going on in our nation, the hypocrisy that is coming out from the left. Thank God for them. And uh, they have a lot of warfare, too. So what a moment to amass the energy of an awakened people to bring transformation back to our nation and for a people to stand up in the strength that I saw on January 6, 2021. No wonder why they were so terrified because those million people that were there or more, they showed such strength and self-restraint. They didn't burn cars, break windows, set on fire buildings, riot through the streets. No, a few people went into the Capitol building. They did what they did. But the majority of those people, the the hundreds of thousands of millions, that one one-tenth of a percent that did what they did, they were terrified, not of the few that broke into the Congress, but for the people that were there. Those people need to be rallied together again. Those people need to come together and say, whether we live or whether we die, we will do it together. And because, quite frankly, you have the tail that's wagging the dog. Your thoughts? I think the problem with the American people is they're more American than they are Christian. The real power comes from God. Uh, I was watching films. I watched this one film where uh, in the midst of that, uh, it it wasn't a riot. It was a movement. Uh, It was an act of aggression against the Capitol is what it was. But at one point, and they showed this clip to uh, eight-minute clip to Congress when they were in there. Uh, this one guy turned around, and he's fighting uh, with the palace guard there and spray going everywhere and sticks and people getting beaten with American flags. He turned around, and he yelled, we need to go home and get 30,000 rifles. And they showed that to the Congress. Now, you and I both know that that's what should have happened. They should have seized Washington. But they're not ready for that because they didn't do it. They didn't go there to do that anyway. They went there to fight uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter if they would, because they were supposed to be there. And that's really why they went there. And they went to peacefully demonstrate. They knew there was going to be some violence. But I don't think anyone uh, out, of, out of 99% of that crowd ever thought they were going to storm the Capitol. No. But... You know, they were set up to do that, and i got to tell you, you Trump set them up to do that along with uh, Giuliano, and, I mean, they they prepped them, and they sent them. And then Trump says, and I'll be there with you. Well, (laughs) they were going there to uh, do something about the election that was being stolen, and it was stolen. 
I was I had a US Marshal call me up the other day. We used to be uh and uh I hadn't seen him for like fifteen years. He calls me up out of the blue and he starts talking about this. That's one way he's calling me. But uh he's a he's a good guy and all that, he's a family guy and all that. And, you know, he still lives basically where where he lived then, which is in Delphi's and you know. And uh he says, uh what do you think about the election? I said it was stolen. You know what he said? He says, Yeah, I know. I said, You know? He goes, Yeah, we all know. I says, uh, well, uh nobody's doing anything about it, right? He goes, Well, we can't. <laughs> See, so everything is compartmentalized. The FBI, I mean I feel sorry for those guys. Because I knew them, I knew what kind of guys they were, and they're they're trapped. They're trapped with a treasonous government in Washington D.C. that is making them do things that they don't really want to do. When they're calling you up and saying, uh, "Hey, you know, we're in Washington," where they don't want to do that, but they have to do that. They're made to do that, or they get fired. See, they're comp- they're compartmentalized too. The real evil. Is at the top, and that has to be destroyed, and it has to be overcome. Is it going to take a civil war? Well, right now it sure looks like it is, and I think the American people are ready for it. But I want to tell you something. They bring a million troops in here uh, in a combat role with tanks and everything else. The American people are going to be overcome. I mean, sure, they can still fight in small bands, and they can fight in the woods, and, you know, from archetype situations and things like that for a while. But that's not the answer. It's not in the flesh. It's not in arms, which I'm totally for. It's really in the power of God. The American people have to get the power of God back in their their country. They have to repent of their national sins. They have to uh, be led by real men of God that are leading them the right way and willing to pay the cost for leading them, like a soldier of Christ does. That's the answer right there. Otherwise, what's going to happen is you're going to have a civil war, and I think probably a good part of the American people are going to be destroyed about it and their homes and everything else. If they do win, it's only because God stepped in and interceded. But look at what the American people believe right now. Look at the way they conduct themselves. Most of them are for abortion. They're so hung up on skin color, they hate each other over the color of their skin. Really? I mean, it's come to that. I mean, they got you thinking that small. They got you that program where they can wind you up and just send you at each other like that. Come on, really? Is that, is, is that what we've come to? Are we going to stand up like real men and women, American men and women that are supposed to believe in right and wrong? Are we going to go forward? With, are we going to allow sodomites and murderers and serial killers and corrupt people just completely overpower us? Are we going to cast it off? And the only thing right now that's going to do that is the power of God itself. If we can just get that through our heads. Unfortunately, as traditionally happens with with people, they're going to have to suffer first. 
and the suffering is here and now. It's here, and it's just, it's like a torpedo in the water. You know, the torpedo's coming. You may not see it, or you may see it. There may be a whole bunch of them, but they're in the water, and they're headed right for your ship, and they're just about ready to explode. Did that ship turn in time? I don't think so. I think we're going to take all those torpedoes all at once, and we're going to struggle to keep our ship alive. So I Interesting. Think that's where we're at. I think it's just that simple. I don't think this is complicated at all. I think it's very simple for every one of us. It's very simple, but we have to be willing to face the truth no matter who we are, no matter who we are. And there's a point where you say, no. And I don't care how much you pay me or how much power, no, I'm not going to do this because, you know, in the end, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna do me anyway. So that's where the American people are at right now. And uh, they're going to have to take those torpedoes. They're going to have to take Amen. them. It's just that simple. Yeah, absolutely well said. Psalm 91, you just read it. It's all there. Read it. They call that the soldier's prayer, by the way, Psalm 91. Cool, cool. The opposite of uh, COVID-19. For us, we're soldiers of Christ. There's no other way to look at it. If you're a Christian, you're a soldier of Christ. You're going to have to pay the cost that a soldier has to pay. It's just that that's what Jesus wants. And if you don't believe that, look at the original disciples. Look at the price they paid. And they sure weren't perfect, but most of them were willing to pay that price. I I think all of them were. And they were chosen to do that. We're chosen in the same way. It's no accident you're a Christian. You're chosen to be a Christian. You're chosen to get saved. God chose you. And he arranged Arranged everything that happened so that you would. So what, now, you, now you're commissioned. You're a soldier of Christ. Go forward as a soldier, sacrificing everything to be that soldier. Amen. Don Huddle, I want to thank you for joining me on the air today. We're going to begin to wrap things up right now. One of the things I was thinking while you were talking is that uh, the Jewish people thought the Nazis could never be so evil. So they were capitulating, they were silent, and then they were rounded up. And if the American people capitulate and are silent in the face of the adversity that is becoming so apparent all over this nation and around the world, if we don't see things. Now, I thank God that you and I could see, we could look through a biblical lens at the signs of the times and come up with an interpretation that makes spiritual sense to us. We know where this is going. It is leading towards the mark of the beast. We're going towards the greatest tribulation to ever hit the face of the earth. The United States of America is in the crosshairs. We are a targeted nation. It must be removed and the enemy will come in like a flood. There's no doubt about those things in my mind. So the call today, Don, to the American people, wake up, pray, seek God, look for that one uh, directive, what I'm supposed to do with my life. How do I live in the midst of all that is taking place today? We have a beautiful, sunshiny day. Everything seems to be normal. There's nothing bad, but summer has begun. 
and I believe it will be a summer of violence here in the United States. Final word before we go, Don, anything else? I believe that too. I don't think there's any other way to look at it. And I think if people are honest with themselves individually, they'll come to the same conclusion. Uh, live for the truth. Live for the truth. Live for, live for the trust truth. God. Because that's all you really have now. That's all you ever really did have. But now it's going to be made very obvious to you. So. Amen. Amen. Thanks for your time, brother. I appreciate it. And uh, I know you'll be reporting in more often as we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Don Huddle, thank you. God bless you. Don, we'll talk to you soon. And uh, for everybody right now, thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast. Thank you for your comments that we've been looking at online. I know it was one of those conversations we wanted to sit down, we wanted to listen, tune in to what was being said to us. Um, There's nothing radical or evil about calling American citizens to stand up in the face of adversity. We have done it abroad throughout our history. We have fought tyrants abroad. We have fought to, uh, to stay. And now we have an enemy within. And the enemy that has infiltrated our society is all around us in Hollywood, in our institutions, in our government. It is everywhere. And the American people are not here to be captivated and taken control over. They are here to have a a conversation, to pray, to seek the face of God. But a generation of shedding innocent blood, a generation of allowing wickedness and abominable things to go on in our society, a generation of capitulation, a generation of mind control, conditioning of the mind, social engineering, technological advancements that are making war against the brain, all the things that are going on in our society. We don't seem to be the same American people that we've read about in our history. Something is wrong in the world today. Something is nefarious. It's not conspiracy. Something is wrong. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Thank God that regardless of what the Lord will direct each one of us to do and how he's going to move through this time, you who are born again have been born into the kingdom, out of the darkness. You have eternal life. Your citizenship is in heaven. That is so true. Thank God. You can live within the confines of Christ, Psalm 91 again. However, Living on this earth, in this nation, there must be a revelation to our hearts and minds to understand, why am I here? To be salt and light, to speak from the rooftops, to blow the trumpet, to sound the alarm, to say through the biblical narrative what is happening in our country a generation ago was illegal. It was outlawed. You went to prison for the things that are now promoted within our society And my only concern is that proverbial frog in the pot on its lily pad, heating it up ever so slowly, and then eventually it gets cooked. I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want that to happen to you. We're going to keep our eyes open, our ears open, keep our hearts open to hear from the Lord, get close to the Holy Spirit. And I agree that what Don brought forth today is something needs to be observed. Don't just be a hearer. What do we do about it? We need to pray. 
probably need to have a little conference, gather together people that want to know what to do and have some ideas about what to do. Um, we'll see how it goes. I'm Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministry. You've been listening to Lighthouse Watchmen Ministries right here on Omega Radio and on Blog Talk, Facebook, and YouTube. Right now, there's a roundtable discussion with Patricia Joy Xavier out of her book, Deliverance, the Christian Bill of Rights, omegaradio.org. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless everybody. And again, thank you, Evelyn and Charlotte, for your financial support to this ministry. And Brother Kent, we appreciate you deeply. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. God bless everybody. Good day.